guys, it's Victoria here, and welcome to the Motorsport Stories podcast. This is episode 8, the history of the Dakar Rally. In this episode, we will have a look at the history of one of the most dangerous yet spectacular races in the world, the Dakar Rally. We will also be looking into some of the controversies throughout the history of this infamous race. The history of the Dakar Rally started back when a man by the name of Thierry Sabine got lost on a motorcycle in the desert in 1977 while participating in the Nice Abidjan Rally, a raid rally that went from the south of France to the Ivory Coast. He had taken a wrong turn during one of the stages, only having a map and a compass with him, and he was lost in the desert for days. Slowly feeling like he was losing his mind and having to suck stones to get saliva in his mouth, he was finally rescued after having been lost in the desert for several days. After he managed to get out of the desert and back to France, his fascination with the place gave him the idea to share his experience with more people by creating a race through the African deserts. And so, just over a year later, on December 26, 1978, the contestants of the very first Dakar Rally set off from Paris for the 1979 edition of the race. In this episode, we will first look at what makes this race so unique, cover the history of the race's history in Africa, the move of the race to South America, what the latest race looked like, and finally, we will look at the controversies surrounding one of the most dangerous motor races in the world. For many years, this race went by the name of the Paris-Dakar Rally, as this was the original route that was used for many years. In the first edition of this race, 170 participants competed in the 10,000 km or 6,000 mile race that would take them through countries such as Algeria, Niger, Mali, Senegal, where the race would traditionally end at the Pink Lake in the country's capital of Dakar. The race is held once a year around January and competitors race either motorcycles, quads, cars or trucks. Something unique about this race is how the majority of the people racing are actually amateurs. Every day a new stage is driven and by the end of the race the winner is the person who has taken the shortest amount of time to get from the start to the finish line. To ensure that the competitors are not taking any shortcuts, there are checkpoints on every stage where your race time is also taken. Normally, up to 15,000 kilometers, or around 9,000 miles, would be covered during a race over roughly two weeks, with each stage being around 800 kilometers, or 500 miles. The finish line for each stage is the so-called bivouac, which is a large base camp where all the teams are stationed until the next stage the following day. The race is generally so tough that only around 50% of the competitors starting the race will actually also manage to finish it, though in some years this number has been as low as 20%. The race proved to be a success from the get-go, with the number of competitors increasing year on year, and participation by many of the biggest names in the industry such as Yamaha, Volkswagen and BMW. The first races also attracted some of the biggest names in racing such as Jackie X and Henry Pescarolo. 1986 would become known as a tragic year in the history of the Dakar Rally. While the founder of the race, Thierry Sabine, was underway in a helicopter during one of the stages of the race, the helicopter crashed and Sabine was killed along the other people traveling with him, French singer Daniel Balavoin, journalist Natalie Odent, helicopter pilot François-Xavier Bagnou, and radio technician Jean-Paul Lefeu. 
After the death of Thierry Sabine, the organisation of the race would be taken over by his father, Gilbert. Some truly bizarre things have taken place throughout the history of this race. In the 1988 edition, Ari Vatanen was set to win the race in his Peugeot 405 T16 when the car suddenly got lost. After having parked the car in a local football stadium in Mali overnight, Vatanen woke up the next day only to find out that his car had been stolen or actually kidnapped and the captures of the car demanded the Peugeot team paid him 90,000 USD to return the car. Somehow, Vatanen and the team finally managed to find the car abandoned in a field, and even with that delay, it still looked like he was en route to win the Dakar rally that year. However, it later turned out that he was disqualified, since he and the car were not at the stage start 30 minutes before departure, as the regulations of the race otherwise state that you need to be. And so the race victory instead went to his Peugeot teammate, Juha Kankonen, who wasn't truly excited to be handed this race victory, as he felt his teammate deserved it. Due to a big drop in the number of competitors, the race route was changed for the 1992 race in order to spice things up a bit. And so this year, the rally turned into the Paris Cape Town race. Another exciting thing happened this year, as the use of GPS was finally introduced. During the 1990s, there would be a mix of different routes. After going back to the traditional Paris-Dakar route in 1993, the 1994 race welcomed a big challenge by making this year's edition a Paris-Dakar-Paris race. In 1995, the race would start in Spain instead of in Paris, as had traditionally been the case. In 1997, the race would be a race from Dakar to Dakar, where the competitors would be driving in a loop through Africa before coming back to Dakar. On a side note, in this 1997 race, Jutta Kleinschmidt would become the first woman to win a stage of Dakar Rally. In 2001, she would eventually also become the first woman to take the overall race victory. During the long history of the race, some people would go on to take so many victories that they would become Dakar legends. One of these people is the French Stéphane Peter Hansel, who has taken a total of 13 Dakar victories, six on motorcycles and seven in cars, making him the person with the most wins in the history of the Dakar rally. His first victory was in 1991. After having taken place in Africa for roughly 30 years, the 2008 edition of the race was to take place in South America. Due to security threats in Mauritania, one of the countries the race would normally pass through, after French tourists had been killed in the country in 2007, the 2008 edition of the race had to be completely cancelled. In the following year, 2009, the race was back, but now in its new location. The first race in South America in 2009 was located in Argentina and Chile and attracted a massive 4 million spectators. After having South America as the location for the Dakar Rally for a decade, the 2020 version of the Dakar Rally again moved to a different country and on a new continent altogether when it took place in Saudi Arabia, which is also the place where the race will take place in 2021. However, that the race took place in Saudi Arabia proved to be just one of the many controversies to have followed the Dakar Rally. Many people have criticized the decision to have the race hosted in a country that is seen to ignore human rights. A country where women are normally not allowed to drive a car and those fighting for women's rights in the country being jailed. Also, when the race was still taking place in South America, 
the race was surrounded by an array of controversies as different issues arose in the different countries where the race was passing through. In Chile, many ancient sites were damaged due to all the dust swirled around by the races. And in Peru and Argentina, the countries stopped hosting the race due to environmental concerns. Despite the heavy criticism, many South American countries were happy to host the race as it attracted a big number of spectators and both the spectators as well as the presence of the competitors, their teams and the whole racing organization gave a huge boost to the local economies. Similarly, back when the Dakar rally was still located in Africa, many locals criticized how the race brought very few financial benefits to the local population, damaged the environment and a lot of livestock was hit by the participating vehicles. Back in the 1980s, both the New York Times and the Vatican newspaper Los Salvatore Romano criticized the Dakar rally for using the poor African continent as a playground for rich Westerners and that it was a vulgar display of power and privilege. Another big issue that has been raised in regards to the Dakar rally is the safety. Over the years, the race has taken over 70 lives, the victims both being competitors spectators and even locals just going about their daily lives. In a number of instances, in a number of instances, the victims have even been young children living along the route. Alone during this year's edition of the race, two motorcycle riders died. The race was seen as extra dangerous after a rule change, meaning the riders would only get the road book, the description of that day's route and what things you would need to look out for shortly before the beginning of the stage instead of the evening before, as had been the case previously. This rule change was made as a way of slowing down the overall race pace. However, due to these accidents, the rules will be revised and more safety features will be launched for the motorcycle riders, such as the introduction of airbags. In sum, the Dakar Rally is rightfully seen as one of the most exciting and unique races in the world. However, during the years, not only its status as being one of the most dangerous races in the world has brought on a lot of criticism, but also the impact of the race in the countries where it has taken place has proven to be rather problematic. Only the future will tell if the race will be able to shift this image, yet still stay true to its heritage. If you ever have any suggestions, some feedback, or would like to suggest a topic for the show, please feel free to leave a comment on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page, or send me an email. Contact information can be found in the show notes alongside any sources that might have been used for this episode. And please remember, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. And of course, spread the word, tell your friends about the show. Until next time, have a speedy day.